What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I got a guest in the building today, 808s and Snack Breaks, host of the Madhouse on Madison. You, you're in hoop spaces. What else do you, I feel like every time I see you, you're doing something new, bro. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm actually taking my time trying to write about the WNBA. Um, okay. I wrote a couple That's articles last summer. Yes, what's uh, up? Lexi Brown, when she joined first, and uh, doing some more for the sky this season. But uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm always trying to, you know, diversify what I'm doing, you know. You got to. You got to. I, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't have never even entered a, a hoop space if it wasn't for you. So, our Twitter space at all. Like, I just was not trying to get into all that so i mean i feel it like once you start getting into these other avenues and like communicating with people does you know it helps you find other people who are like-minded it helps you have great basketball conversations because lord knows bro that's the thing let's jump into that first the fans have lost their everlasting mind this offseason what has happened what is going on like you would literally think that the bulls had a 17 win season or something like the way that the fan the fans want to trade everybody they don't care about who they, they – they're not thinking about what works for the team. Like, listen, if it was up to a lot of fans, we would have a team built around Jeremy Grant and freaking Rudy Gobert and win 22 games that season. And then, like, everybody be pissed off that it didn't work. Like, this – the fans are literally blowing my mind this this offseason, bro. We're not even long into the offseason. Literally, we've been out of the playoffs like, like two, three weeks. Man, like, I don't know what's wrong with them, you know, I guess, you know, the first 40-plus one season and however many years doesn't really matter. I guess yeah. the first playoff birth in five years doesn't matter. I guess, you know, actually having skilled players on your team, the root for, doesn't matter. You know, I sent you that link the other day about uh, oh, Buddy yeah. said what was the answer to the Bulls at, uh, at Power Forward. And what did he say? What was, what was, the, what was the player's name? <laughs> well, Miles Bridges? <laughs> like, come on, man. And Miles and Bridges was the answer. And don't get me wrong, I I think Miles Bridges could help, but to say that he's the answer for the Bulls to become a championship team, it's like the answer. Yeah, like that's that's a that's a that's another, a another power forward that can't shoot. <laughs> it's it's wild, fam. It's wild, man. But uh, <laughs> I don't get it, man. I I truly don't. Like it, the all season hasn't even started yet. The playoffs are still underway. The lot, like, the lottery draft lottery is tonight. So at some point, as a fan base man, it just relax. <laughs> yeah, just chill. You would think that you know we didn't have a GM who literally turned Tomas to Sadoransky and Garrett Temple and Alonzo Ball. Like, come on, like, like <laughs> come on, like l literally, that's what happened. Is obviously like, calm down. I know everybody <laughs> loves to play armchair GM. I know two K makes it fun to trade players and make you think that it's easy. Just chill out. AK is going to improve the team. He's going to do it. He's going to he's probably going to make another trade signing trade that we completely don't expect. He's going to make some deals that we do expect. But hey man, just chill out fans. It's going to be all right. We, we it's, it's I promise you it's going to be all right. Um but like you said, we have our first 40 plus win season in God knows how long with 7 7 years, 5 years, something like that. I know it's an odd number. Um something like that. Downs, long enough. <laughs> yeah, the ups and downs of this season. I know you've been on. Uh, I think you did a couple of post game uh, live streams with me. But like, how do you feel about this season over? What's the the the, the lingering thought and feeling you leave uh, this season with going into this offseason? Uh, honestly, man, one of the things that stood out to me this entire season: we beat teams that we never could have beaten for the past five years. We beat the Nets, we beat the Clippers, we beat the Lakers. Like we beat all these teams that consistently beat up on us for however many years. And when you win those games, it's like, okay, you know, this is something to build on to. 
And the fact that, you know, we were still a top three seed in the East for as long as we were without a healthy team. Like, mm -hmm. even when we were a top team in the East, there were still question marks. So we've never really seen the true potential of this team. Mm -hmm. You know? And we never saw the team so all I, together I really either. Like come summertime, we're going to get that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and the fact that, you know, fully healthy, we never saw the team because Kobe was never there when Patrick Williams was there. And then by the time Patrick Williams came back, Lonzo was gone. AC was gone. We never really got to see this team fully healthy. Now, I do think that this core, and AK said as much in his postseason post presser, the core of this team is going to stay together. That means the starting five. That means uh, Io. That means uh, Alice Caruso. Uh, and I think Javante Green are going to stay together. I think almost everybody else has the chance to move. I think there's a chance Kobe could be back as well. But I do think that they're going to focus on drastically improving this bench and our reserve players. And I add, throw that to you to ask this, like, with all the other maneuvering around, is there anybody specifically in free agency that you would like to see the Bulls zero in on? Honestly, man, I haven't even really begun to do any research about who's out there, who the Bulls, the Bulls can realistically afford. Uh, but – I don't have any. I don't have any doubt in Ack going out there. You know what we need. Um, I know there's people out there that think the Bulls are gonna get some big flashy, sexy move. That's not gonna, That's happen. Not gonna happen. And when it doesn't happen, please keep the outrage <laughs> to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be the big splash superstar like the whole Aiton thing. Do I think that there's that they'll listen to deals for Vooch? Yeah, I think that they'll listen. I think that I don't know if any if they're necessarily saying, hey, by the end of this. In this offseason, we have to trade Vooch, but would they listen to a deal? I think so. It's a $22 million expiring contract. You'd be crazy not to listen to it, but that, that flashy deal is probably not going to happen. The biggest deal that they're probably going to make is using that full mid-level exception on somebody, and it depends on who. I've said this, and I, this is a player who brings the toughness that we need. It's a player that can play next to P. Will, can play next to Vooch. It's a player that instantly makes our bench a lot better considering Caruso and Io and his uh, development can, can be there too. But if the Bulls can convince Bobby Portis to come back to Chicago on the full mid-level exception, that's a successful. <laughs> I'm serious, bro. Man, yeah. I would Listen, love to bring. I love Bobby. I love Bobby, bro. It's not likely to happen. I love Bobby. Like, I would love to bring Bobby back. But yeah. the way Bobby plays against us, man, it's like, why are you still so angry? The guys that, you know, thought you weren't worth anything, they were fired two They're years gone. ago. This is a whole yeah. different front office. For sure. And one of the things that I did say, like, after Bobby's eyes started bleeding, I said, y'all fucked up. Like, Bobby's literally going to come back trying to kill me. Yeah. Like, the moment Bobby's like, the moment Bobby's eyes started dripping blood, I said, y'all don't know what you just did because he is coming back for blood. Like, yeah. and he, he killed us after that. Um, but Bobby Portis is a player that, like, when you look at the Bulls needing toughness, when you look at, like, even when Bobby Portis was here, at, at that time, he was our vocal leader. He brings a lot of the things and intangibles and tangibles on the court that I think that would help the Bulls a lot. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know if that's realistic. He seems to love it in Milwaukee. They love him there, I'm sure. You know, they may have to decide between him and Brooke Lopez, and I think if they do, it's going to be Bobby. I do. Um, Brooke Lopez has meant a lot to that team, especially a lot to their, you know, the way they run their offense and defense. You, know, you look at him, when they added him back in the playoff run, I mean, teams couldn't score on him in the paint yeah. for good stretches, uh, but Bob, Bobby would, Bobby would be the Bobby back on the Bulls, but I'm telling you, 
I'm telling bring the boy Perfect. home. <laughs> bring the boy home. Uh, <laughs> but uh, outside of moves, because like uh, you, would I'm, you leave a world attention. champion though? Huh? See, that's the thing. The thing is, is that I think it's going to come down to money because Bobby is on a really reasonable deal right now. Do the Bucks offer him? And that's why I said it may come down between him and Brooke because the Bucks may have to, they probably realize like, hey, man, listen, we got to pay Bobby this time. Like, and if they don't, if they look at it and say, listen, we love you, Bobby, but we can't give you eight or nine million dollars a year. I need AK to be waiting at Bobby's door with the mid-level exception. Just be like, sign this play. Just go ahead and sign. You ain't even got to move far. You drive, you drive two and a half hours, you're back in Chicago, we good. <laughs> but yeah, man. <laughs> no, man. No, seriously. I agree. Uh, if if he could somehow pull that off, convince Bobby to put the the red and black. Man, what can you say? I mean, the man gave us Russo, gave us a healthy Lonzo Ball, gave us Demar Derozan. Is gonna convince Levine to stay long term. I mean, give the guy a statue. I mean, come on, give him a statue. <laughs> you know what? The only thing that would get AKA statue immediately this early. Is if he convinced Jokic to come over to if he convinces Jokic to come over to the Chicago, I give him everything. Like sign him to a lifetime deal, give him as much money as he wants. Put his listen, it's not gonna happen. Let me be clear. This is just me fan speculating. It's not going to happen. But if it were to happen, he he definitely deserves a trophy at that point. I mean a statue at that point. Um, but I, like you, I haven't really been paying close attention yet. I, I have some free agents marked down um that when I start doing my free agent see conversations but i really want to wait to after everything shakes out to see because hey like we've seen all it takes is for a team to have a disappointing exit and somebody who could have possibly stayed could be on the market uh that that offseason so we'll, we'll continue to watch it and monitor it um where do you this is the most i would say one of the most polarizing things in bulls nation right now but i think everybody's kind of come to the same agreement kobe white keep wave trade what happens with Kobe? it's not going to be wave what happens with Kobe White this offseason? Man, you know, <laughs> through the first maybe 20 or through the first 20 or so games through he played this season, I was like, man, Kobe looks bad. You know, like mm -hmm. this is the guy that you guys really want to pay this summer. And then, you know, I get it. He was coming off a of shoulder surgery. You know, he didn't have a full offseason to recover. So he was really using those first 20 some games as preseason. And then, you know, okay, Kobe. Kobe's playing great offense. Kobe's playing great defense. Lonzo and Crusoe, they're gelling. We're like three of the best, like three guard tandem in the league right now, especially off the bench. Like at one point, Kobe and Caruso were like really valued to the point where Act literally said, No, we're not trading at the deadline. We're keeping Kobe. We need him for the playoff run. And what happened? Kobe fell off a goddamn cliff. Like he lost, like the 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 Monstars took his mojo. Like they took his game. That's what happened. Like I'm sure we're gonna find out that the Monstars were. Uh, a real thing and they came and took his took his game because kobe fell off a cliff and he fell off a cliff hard he could not hit anything like there were wide open shots to kobe and that that's the thing that made it so mind-boggling to me it was the wide open shots that he was missing he was getting looks and they just weren't going down and i'm just like kobe what happened bro what happened wide looks great looks man off of great passes though that's the thing the quality of the passes was what was making everybody upset because now he's not getting like his feet set. You're having perfect shots, so you're just missing them. Like at that point, you need someone that can throw shots reliably. And unfortunately, Kobe's just not that guy. You know, for the last four to five years as a Bulls fan, I've spent a lot of wishing players would be something they're not going to be. And at this point, 
with the Bulls window, they don't have time for that. They don't have time to develop a window card. They don't have time to develop a Larry Murphy. They don't have time to develop a Chris Dunn. You have to win now. It's true. This is all true. Um, and that's the thing is that, you know, Kobe still has a lot of potential. Kobe could very well still get it together. It's just, does that fit the Bulls' timeline? It really depends on how much does AK truly improve this team this offseason. If he improves the bench drastically, then he may look at it and be like, hey, Kobe, listen, we really don't have time to wait on you to develop. Or he can improve it enough to where he says, hey, everybody else on this bench is so consistent, we can keep Kobe for another year. But then do you let him walk? Do you let the market set his value? It's so many different ways that it can go with Kobe. But I think that it ultimately ends in Kobe not being in a Bulls uniform. And that may be better for him for his career, too, to go to a team that maybe doesn't have aspirations to win, that can give him 28, 30 minutes a game, every night and say, hey, we're going to let you figure out a way to be consistent. He may need that. The Bulls have long passed that point of just being able to give a player minutes regardless of, you know, if they can contribute or not. Um, so that's what I think ultimately happens with Kobe. But another person that we need to talk about in Bulls Nation is very hot on right now, Billy Donovan. I just, like, where do, where do you sit on Billy Donovan's coaching? He's He got us to a 46-36 and 36 record. Um, number one team in the East for a long period of time. Several big win streaks over the course of that season. One, one he was out for about half of. Coach Fleming came in. But what do you sit on Billy Donovan? I, 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 I think Billy Donovan does deserve another season. If, this, if next season ends anything like the season, he has to go, period. But I think he's deserved that, and I understand why they brought him in when they did because it helped change the culture. But where do you sit with Billy Donovan right now? So as far as Billy Donovan, um, it's really hard to judge a coach and the way he coaches the game when he's never had a full roster. Mm. The, there are there have been some very tough, very harsh rhetoric around Billy Donovan, and I feel like a lot of that is unwarranted because he hasn't had a full roster. But he hasn't really helped himself with the rotation that he's made. When he's had players on the roster that were healthy, now, to be fact, he has had some questionable moments when the team was healthy. But mm. I just can't – I can't say the guy doesn't deserve – I can't say he doesn't deserve him. Like, we've spent so much time trying to find somebody. You fired Billy Donovan. You fired Tom Thibodeau. You hired a coach who had no coaching experience. And then you hired Jim Boyle. Like, at some point, there has to be some type of consistency. And is Billy Donovan that bad of a coach? <laughs> I don't no, think he's I a mean, bad Billy coach. Billy Donovan is not a, a really bad coach. coach. Yeah, he's a really good coach. So... Again, Bulls fans ready to make knee-jerk reactions. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you got to love it. it like, it why are they so the ungrateful? It's, it's, it's <laughs> ungrateful, man. It, that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, even to the point to where people were literally saying that AK and Eversley did a guard packs move by not making a trade at the trade deadline. And I'm like, how stupid can you be? Like, you 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 know, bro, I talk very frank. I don't, I don't know how to – how to be sensitive and all that to people like some of y'all are just dumb. And I'm going to say it like just to compare AK and Eversley to guard packs because they didn't make a trade at the trade deadline when they never got to see this team fully healthy, when there was probably no deal. Look at the other deals that were made out there. You, do you think that that Kobe White and Vooch was going to get you freaking anything back? It was not going to happen. Like, come on, man. Y'all got to pay attention to what happens out here. Multiple first-round picks in a lot of these. Like, people saying, people saying, hey, well, the Bulls should have traded, did that trade for Sabonis. If you think Kobe White and Tyrese Halliburton are on the same level, you can't talk basketball to me no more. If you think that, that, that we can do that deal and, and instead of them getting Halliburton, they take Kobe White, if you literally think that that's going to be something that they would have done, smack your mama. 
because she didn't do something right with you. Yeah, man, the rhetoric around the bull not trading at the deadline. Wow, the, they could have got something. Got what? What could the Bulls have gotten to make them a substantially better team rather than just wait until the summer when they have a fully healthy set of assets to trade away? If they do decide to make a trade. Like, y'all really wanted Jeremy Grant that bad? <laughs> like, Man. Make it and make it was sense. so crazy. People really convinced themselves that Jeremy Grant. Now, like, you know how many people, oh, we need an elite defender. We need Jeremy Grant. Elite defender and Jeremy Grant do not go in the same sentence at all, fam. Like, like that's literally like you, 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 you. Come on, man. Stop playing 2K and pay attention to basketball. <laughs> I, that's all I can say. Like, come on. Come on. I, I love Bulls Nation. I've been a member of yeah. Bulls Nation literally my whole life. But y'all be tripping, man. Y'all be tripping. <laughs> Jeremy Grant. Je like, listen, Jeremy, Grant. Jeremy Grant's a great player. I think what he does is really good. But after he said he wants to be the main option, he wants 100 plus something million dollars. Listen, our tourists and Mark stopped listening. So Bulls Nation <laughs> stopped listening as well. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's if they were ever listening because it's like, hey, yeah, I want all the money. Like, all right, uh, uh, Carmelo, uh, when he did, when he decided not to uh, take Lester to go to the Rockets or the Bulls and decided to stay in New York, that's your future. Jeremy, that's going to be your future right there. You're never going to win nothing. And you know what? Hats off to him. If I had the chance to get $100 million, guess what? I'm taking that every chance, every single chance. So hats off to him for that. But listen, you ain't – you you, you come on, man. People, people, got, people got to do better. That's all I can say. Do better, people. Do better. I just need them to do better, man. Just do better. Yeah. Just, you know, before you say something, think about what you're saying. I think if it makes sense, because that made, none of that made no sense, man. <laughs> like, it's just trades. It's just trades to make a trade. It, that's it. Like, they really just want to deals to be made for deals to, for the sake of deals to be made. And it's like, come on, man. Let's do better. Let's do better. Let's get off Bulls Nation for a minute. Let's end this show on something a little bit more positive. Because, listen, I, I will talk about some of the crazy fans of Bulls Nation all day. Um, we got to see some things from Patrick <laughs> Williams this year. Uh, we got to see him do flash some of the skill sets that we haven't got a chance to. So like that game against Minnesota, yes, it wasn't against the best competition. But the things that I took from that is his ability to ball handle, what he did in facilitating. These were things that we saw him do in summer league, but we haven't really seen against NBA competition. And to see him do that, I think, really opened my eyes to why people make the comparisons they do for Patrick Williams. What only 17 games this season? What did you take, if anything, positive from Patrick Williams' season this uh, this year? And then, what do you think he's going to gain from doing those 6 a.m. workouts with Demar Derozan this summer? So when I first heard the workout thing with Demar Derozan, I was like, "You listen, man. Uh, Patrick Williams is going to shoot 50 percent from the field, and he's going to shoot like 35 percent from three. He's going to shoot league average, and he's going to kill it. Like, cause I don't think he's done that since." And uh, I really do think that's really going to help him. Now, is he really going to shoot those averages? Of course not. Uh, league average from three, I like it. I like it. You know, I like him to take at least two or three shots a game because mm -hmm. he's, he's just really passive. But I really do think having a guy like DeMar DeRozan, that's just going to unlock so many levels for him, man. He, he didn't have a full offseason last season. Um, he's finally, those first, last couple games in the playoffs, the last 20-point game, uh, that really had me thinking, listen, man, like, he, he really could be that guy we think he is. You know, people are so quick to trade him, get rid of him. He's not the answer. We need a bigger five. We need a bigger 
for how about better big for your bench? <laughs> Maybe that'll help. Not trade away a 20-year-old small forward that can do everything. He just needs to do more. And like when you have a guy that's, you know, you have to tell him to take more shots, that's a good thing. <laughs> he's not a shot chucker. And he's your one of your best wing defenders. Um we didn't play we didn't have him almost the entire season. The Bulls are still the top, what was it, t- 10 defense front majority of the season? Healthy lineup. Yeah. Like the sky is the limit, man. I love Patrick Williams. And I still think that he has the potential to be what we thought he could be. Yeah, that's where I sit too. Like the potential is super high. Will he hit the high part of that potential? That remains to be seen. But the thing that I think with Patrick Williams that makes him somebody that AK and Eversley are really going to always try to keep, unless there's like an amazing deal that comes along, is that it's his floor is very high too. At the bare minimum, Patrick Williams is going to be a player that gets you gives you solid defense. What he showed on the boards is here for people saying Patrick Williams can't play four. Listen, Patrick Williams is six seven with a over seven foot wingspan. That man can play power forward. There's a, there's a guy uh, down. Down in, in Golden State, who uh, who's smaller than Patrick Williams in almost every uh, aspect, did pretty good playing power forward his whole career. So I think there's not an issue with Patrick Williams playing power forward. He has an NBA body. You see, listen, look, listen. I'm not. I, this is gonna sound. I'm gonna say pause afterwards. But if y'all don't see the tree trunks on this man, he can stand in there with any power <laughs> forward. Pause. But yeah, that's what like like he can. So like, it, 20 years old, and I get people like. I haven't seen the aggression yet. Listen, this guy's 20 years old, coming into a team that had Zach Levine in it, coming into the NBA. Now he's on a team that had playoff aspirations, playing with Lonzo Ball, Nikola Vucevic, DeMar DeRozan's out there. Um, Let the aggression come along. It's going to come. We've seen flashes of it. But let this man, like, trust the process. And I don't like saying that because I know that's with Philly and fuck Philly. But, like, seriously, trust it with with Patrick Williams because I do think that at the end of it, we're going to get a hell of a player, even if he doesn't hit the high highs, which I do think he can. The work that Patrick Williams puts in, I trust that he's going to hit the high point of that potential. But at the very minimum, we're going to get a player that's versatile, that that can fit and play on any team, no matter how that team's constructed. And that's a rarity in the NBA. You keep players like that. You keep those players, man. And for people that say that Patrick Williams can't play power forward, do you actually Actually, when I watch basketball, you know that Robert Williams is no. the same height and is like 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're the same player. Like the, the 6'11 power forward and the 7'2. Those days are gone. <clears throat> those days are gone. Yeah. <clears throat> get with get with the modern days. Like it's I get it. We did play small ball a long part, but that was because of injuries. Yes, Devontae Green is not a power forward. We know that. The fact that he was able to do what he was able to do for the most part of the season is amazing. But come on, man. Patrick Williams can play power. Forward. Y'all gotta stop. A six-four power forward. Man, you remember that preseason game Cook? against Cleveland right Where, after where's Tyler Cook, man? <laughs> That's another thing. I've I've really almost completely forgotten Tyler Cook is even on the Bulls roster. I really do think that if they get a big, because I hope that they draft Mark Williams, if they get a big in this draft, Tyler Cook's not coming back either because you got to look at it. At that point, you'll have Mark Williams. They'll probably still want to add a veteran even if they do get a big in this year's draft, either if it's EJ Liddell, Mark Williams, whoever. Uh, they still probably want to add a veteran big, but then you still have Marco. What's going on with Marco? So I think Tyler Cook... I think Tyler Cook's time with the Chicago Bulls may be over. And I love Tyler Cook. I thought Tyler Cook has tons of potential to me. That that little run that he went on before he got hurt and, and the momentum that he was building and even what he did with Giannis in a couple of games, not amazing, but how he guarded. I really do like Tyler Cook, man. But I think his time for the Bulls may be over. 
Listen, man, I've been saying it all season. You know I have. Like, Tyler Cook's been my guy, man. Like, that one game we were in Milwaukee, and he played Giannis like a good stretch of 13 minutes. I was like, yo, we might have a guy off the bench. And then we never saw him again. <laughs> he got hurt, and it was over. Never right saw him again. They signed Tristan Thompson, you never saw They really should have gotten rid of Tony Bradley and brought Tyler Cook back on. But, you know, that's the story for another day. I was just I'm going to take my win that they got rid of Alfonso McKinney because that was like – that was like winning the title to me when we kept uh, Alfonso McKinney. So um, I'll take that. <laughs> but uh, all right, man, 808s, any last <laughs> last thoughts that you want to leave uh, the, the listeners, viewers with before we go, brother? Uh, yes, one, uh, Bulls fans, uh, we've had a really good season this season. We're going to have a better offseason. When Ack and Marceline and Jay Paul and all those guys pull off their cap magic and get a guy that you never thought the Bulls could have got, when they actually go out there and make this team a true contender and you don't have to worry about injuries and all this other stuff, you're going to understand it was all worth it. It was worth it. And in the meantime, leave Zach Levine alone. Like, <laughs> stay out of his Instagram comments. He's not going to respond to you. Listen, listen. I'm surprised Ramina hasn't gotten more of these fools, man. But I guess she had to check out. Like, this whole Zach Levine, y'all got to lay off Zach. The anti-maxers, man, y'all got to chill, fam. Y'all got to chill. <laughs> man, all right. Go ahead and give me your social media so Not they can follow like. you. <laughs> so they can follow you and support what you do, brother. Yeah, you can find me at Snacks for Tweets. Um, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I'm on Who Spaces every day, pretty much. Talking basketball Monday through Friday at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. So you can check me out there, man. All right, y'all already know what you can follow us at. You can follow us at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and or voicemail, you can do so at uh, 773-270-2799. This has been another episode of Chicago Bull Central. Thank you to 808s and Snack Breaks. Uh, make sure y'all go and support him over on the Madhouse on Madison and what he does. But we out. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Media. Break Media. Media.